0: Welcome to the Hail to the District
1: Podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati.
0: Welcome to the Hail to the District Podcast. I'm Rajan, he's Pat, and I'm just going to get right to the point here. In a previous post-game episode, we mentioned the benefit of recording our podcast one day late and letting the emotions from a Washington football team loss settle a little bit. Well, in the case of the Washington football team's loss to the Los Angeles Rams by a score of 30 to 10 this past Sunday, day before yesterday, in terms of when we're, or yesterday, excuse me, when in terms of recording this. Uh, for me, in, in terms of letting the emotions subside, it's actually quite the opposite right now. Um, I'm as fired up, I might be even more angry, which makes no sense considering this team is not worth anyone's emotion at any level at this point. But I'm just gonna get straight to the point here. The Washington football team is fucking terrible. This is a downright awful team in basically every single way a football team can be awful. We can't throw. We can't run. We can't stop anyone from throwing or running. We don't get points, and other teams basically get points at will. Washington is trailed by double digits in 10 straight games. That's an NFL record. This is their fourth straight game, allowing at least 30 points to the opponent. And for all of you fucking morons who want to continue to fling their shit at each other about whether Dwayne Haskins should be the quarterback of this team or whether it was time to move on to Kyle Allen or whether maybe Alex Smith should get a chance, you're not even missing the forest from the trees. You're not even on the same goddamn planet in terms of what's going wrong with this team. In a previous episode, I made a metaphor about Bruce Allen being this horrible delinquent renter who you're finally able to evict only to have him trash your property on the way out. Um, For all the fans talking about Ron Rivera's coaching or Scott Turner's play calling or whoever the quarterback is, again, ask yourself one simple question. Outside of all the first round picks on the defensive line, there aren't three players on this team who started on Sunday who would start for even 10, maybe eight teams in the NFL, let alone half. You've got all the wanted first round picks on the defensive line, as mentioned, you've got Terry McLaurin, and that's it. Antonio Gibson is a wonderful story. So far, I don't know if wonderful might be even a strong word. So regardless, he's nowhere near ready yet. Kendall Fuller, nice player. But he's not making anyone forget about Daryl Green anytime, anytime soon. Past that, this team has zero talent. Z-E-R-O, none. When we play a football game against anyone in the NFL, we make every game look like the opponent is Alabama or Clemson, and we're fucking Central Idaho. I don't even know if Central Idaho has a team, but that's who we look like. I don't know what else there is to even bother about watching this season for, for the remainder of the year. If you can't tell, I'm a little agitated. I'm pretty much gutted after what we saw on Sunday. As sad as it is to say, as putrid of a football game that that was, that the Washington team played, it's just par for the course for this absolute dumpster fire of a franchise. I, I just, what else is left to say? And I'll shut up now and give it over to you, Pat.
1: Yeah, I not much to add. The, uh, you're a little more fired up than I am. Uh, I turned him on. I think it was the third quarter. And uh, we had just forced a punt. I think it was 20-10. to 10. We hit the ball in midfield. And our first play call was a uh, screen that went behind. Um, it was basically a lateral to Dontrell Inman. Then we ran another screen for, I think, zero yards. Uh, and then, you know, I think Alex Smith got sacked. Uh, and I turned to my wife and I was like, this offense is unbearable. Like it's unwatchable football. Um, and I just kind of accepted it for what it was. I like, we were playing Alex Smith who shouldn't have been on the field in my opinion, but that's a whole other topic. another time. Uh, our number two wide receiver receivers, Dr. Lemon. I mean, like I'm a big UVA guy, but let's not get it twisted here. This guy's, uh, you know, journeyman in the NFL for a reason. Um, you know, I, w- I wish we played Gandy Golden more. I-, I think he's starting to get more play time, but I don't think he has gotten a target. Uh, I- I- you type this out. Alex Smith averaging 2.2 yards per attempt. Uh, the only shot we took downfield, he missed McLaurin. The defense, you know, the linebacker, like McVeigh just put them in a pickle every every play, and we didn't know what to do. Look, I, I flushed it from my system immediately. Uh, I thought we'd be one and four at this point. We are one and four at this point were way worse, I think, than, uh, than we both thought. We both said six and ten at the beginning of the year. And I don't know if it's just the fact, that, like, look, McVeigh's a wonder kid, right? He he really is. And, and you know, he tipped my cap to him. And also just the narrative of the one got away just kills me. Um, I don't think it would have mattered if we had, you know, Peyton Manning back there today or or, you know – Maybe we could have used a guy like Vic who could just run in circles because our offensive line was so bad. I mean, Wes Martin's got to be the worst offensive lineman in football. Like, I saw his PFF rating today was .2. And I understand that – Out of 100, <laughs> he, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. That was a 0-100 scale, and he was 0.2. Yeah, yeah. 0.2. And, you know, I understand he's going against Aaron Donald. And, look, Donald is amazing. Watching him, like, firsthand really for an entire game and watching him dominate and, like, look, I get it. But as a professional athlete – Especially when oh, you're gonna hear some squeaking. My dogs brought a toy in the room. Um, okay. For like an <laughs> offensive lineman, yeah, here it is. Well, an offensive lineman who's like, you know what, my quarterback just basically almost died, and then put his entire life on line to come play football again. Like you would think he'd have a little more respect for himself than to put up a point two in the PFF standings. Um, it, the whole thing was so shitty. I just like I didn't even. I wasn't even mad at the end of the game. I was like, wow, we that, – that, that game was one of the five worst Redskins games I've ever watched in my life. And that obviously says a lot. We had negative six yards the in the half. second half. Uh, and my buddy Chester – I think it was – Chester, if it's you, shout out to you. Um, I think the worst offensive half in the history of football is negative seven yards. Uh, and the quarterback of that team was Jim Zorn, so the shit comes full circle. Uh, like, dude, we just – I don't care who's our quarterback. I don't care who our coach is. I don't – like, we suck. <laughs> it's just – it's like we, we say "call Spade a lot. At least I do. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we end up like 4-12 and 12 or 5-11. and 11. But, I mean, I don't care that it was raining. I don't care that we had a quarterback who hasn't played football in five years or – Two years, whatever it is, I don't care. That, by the way, I thought Jonathan Allen died, or not Jonathan Allen, uh, Kyle Allen. Uh, that was a tough hit. Uh, he had a stinger in his arm. Kidding me? Dude's concussed by a mile. That's what I thought. Uh, but look, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fired up about it because, like, I was like, wow, this is so bad. I was like laughing. Uh, you, you said you muted the game. I don't know I, if that was on camera or not, but uh, I watched the whole thing and just was like, wow. And then. I went over to my in-laws' house for their like kind of, and you watch Seattle, and I watched Seattle, and I was like, what the "Is fuck? it the same sport? Are we watching <laughs> no, it's not, the it's, same sport? It's not the like, same sport." Like, would you? Because
0: I, I watched the entire uh, Seahawks Vikings game, and I'm like, I, "I'm like, when you watch Russ, and I'm like, this isn't like, are you're 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 looking at a man playing uh, like Russell Wilson as a man, and, and anything that Washington put out was like." I don't want to even say children. I feel like children would be more orchestrated than what we saw from the, from Washington on Sunday.
1: Like it's just, it's not even the same sport. It really isn't. I will, uh, you know, we can get into the game here in a second, but I will say one of my favorite things now to do uh, is to watch other fan bases, watch their own team. Cause I feel like I have a real deep appreciation of what stink really is. Uh, and my brother-in-law was going on and on about how bad KJ Wright was playing. And at the end of the game, KJ Wright had a pick, he had a fumble recovery. I was like, dude, you want to watch bad? Go watch Jared Goff on a bootleg with Bostick on the goal line, and he has no idea what to do. They would
0: kill for K.J. Wright on this team. I They're know. speaking ill of oh, K.J. Wright. Like, K.J. Wright's great linebacker. Like, what are you talking His about? His pick
1: was sweet. It was excellent. That one hand know, like, it was just, gorgeous. Was, and look, my brother-in-law knows way more about football than I do. This dude, like, studies it and is a coach, the whole thing. But – to watch different fan bases get so mad at their team when they're four and Oh. And I'm just like, dude, you come over to my house on Sunday at, at one the, or fucking 10 in the morning, sit down with me and watch a Redskins game. Let's talk about what like shit really is. I used to say this. So my wife,
0: as I've mentioned many times, my wife's Alabama alumni, uh, alumni, I believe it is. Roll time. And uh, yeah. And so, um, she made the mistake and it was make, let's be very, very clear. It was an egregious mistake of dragging me to a few alumni games or like alumni gathering games in downtown DC where like all the Alabama alums would watch a game and Alabama alums would lose their shit if they didn't score on every play. Like, score. Like, they would literally be, like, to the cusp of throwing their beer across the room if every play wasn't a 60-yard touchdown. The sheer irrationality of of their confidence in their team. And I'm like, I am the exact opposite. I'm like, if every play is not a 60-yard touchdown against the Washington football team, I consider this some level of success. Otherwise that is just what you walk in expecting. Right. So yes, I very much agree that it's just, it's this fascinating dichotomy of to watch another, like other fan bases and how they have like expectations for their team. And you just watch this
1: and you're like, I'm like, you want to look at expectations. Watch a team at negative six yards and a half of football in professional football. This isn't ODU playing Virginia tech. Right. Uh, Although Odia did beat Virginia Tech. That's another story from their time. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) uh, Or when William Mary beat like UVA. My point is like this wasn't a D1 AA team playing Alabama. This was what was supposed to be a professional football team. Supposed to is the operative term. And look, the Rams defense is pretty good. Like shout out. That team's really good. But I mean, freaking
0: not that good. Not that good. Let's yeah. just call it Spanley. I'm not, I'm Dude, not we, even... We had
1: more offensive yards with John Beck.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, John Beck. Um, they checked it down just as much. I want to get into Sean McVay real quick because, as I mentioned, I think right Why? before we started. Um, he Mc... ran circles around us. <laughs> I, so that's the thing, right? I think the one thing out of all the crap that came out of yesterday's game and all the, again, Washington fandom just doing their usual stupidity, um, we're not talking enough about how much Sean McVay, just like I said, just had to have been as I mentioned like just like laughing maniacally as he watched film of our defense because it was very clear that he found ways to exploit all of the garbage guys that we have in the back seven of our defense right like it was very like he must have went in he's like I'm going to kill you softly throughout the course of the game by just making you just by the basic concept of you have to cover one of my tight ends right like Gerald Everett looked like
1: Tony Gonzalez in his prime against us. Did he had one catch where we caught the ball? There wasn't a defender in the screen. (laughs) Like we had no players within ten
0: yards of him. Tony Gonzalez, maybe Terrell Owens in his prime. Like we we just we had no answer. Like it wasn't even like we had no answer. We didn't even understand the question, let alone have an answer for it. Um, Again. The Rams scored on their opening drive, which is basically just like every, play, every game for us against, I think, except for the Cleveland game. But otherwise, that's a given. Uh, my favorite stat, the Rams didn't punt until late in the first half. So we didn't actually even see their punter until literally 27 minutes into the game. Um, that's, yeah. that's actually
1: You want a better stat than that? Oh, I would love to, it's a, yes. It's off, it's off topic, though. Oh, please do. Tressway had 510 yards of punting, which is a oh. Washington football team record. Oh. And he out out-punt, he punted our offense by 404 yards. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's just, that's just the most amazing stat I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, we're
0: sitting here and like, you're talking about, tr- you know, Tressway, uh, tress Dontrell Inman and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, this isn't, we're not talking about the posse here on the Rams on the other side, but think about this. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, who's a nice player, by the way. Tyler Higby, who might be one of the t- seven best tight ends in the NFL this year, and, like, we didn't even really play. And then, of course, Gerald Everett, who just torched us all game long, right? Like, they've got that menagerie, and they just went one after another. They're like, you want to roll your defense here? McVay's like, I'm going to kill you there. One after another after another. The thing, I said this about about Goff, I think, leading into the game. I said this about Goff in other conversations with other people. Like, Goff is very – ha- he has – you have to – he'll hit – if he sees his first target and the first target is open, he's going to connect all the time. Like, that's what his game is, right? But the minute you get him off schedule, even in the slightest, he panics and, he, you know, he turns into a pumpkin. We didn't get remotely close. We didn't get remotely close to making him uncomfortable. For all of the talent on our vaunted defensive line, we didn't do shit to stop him. Or we didn't even do shit to, like, disrupt him. I mean, he might as well have had a five-course meal and an amuse-bouche to start off the meal – the way he was executing against our, our defense. It was, it was a joke. An absolute sh- mockery of the game of football.
1: The kind of heated exchange with, with my hawk thread this morning. That's my Redskins thread. Uh, you know, love these guys. But we all – basically, we were all so mad this morning we woke up that we were calling everybody on our defensive line Jags. Uh, because, like, for as vaunted as this, as this line is – like, other than sweat borderline killing golf one time, I don't remember golf having any sort of threat at all uh, in the pocket. And what's annoying to me is, like, they just bootleg team is to death. And they did it to us. They get the line moving. But – and I think we took Chase Young, like, totally out of the game. I, I think we were like, you know, we're not going to win. And I don't think he played much in the second half. But these guys, man, we we talk about them all the time. People want to talk about the top ten defense, all this fun stuff. Like, look how much talent we have. Yada yada yada. Dude, if you want to talk about it, you got to be about it every game. Donald, he does it every game. Every Fletcher Cox, goddamn game. Fletcher Cox does it every single. Well, he's getting older and he's beat up, but he went through like a four or five year stretch where he just destroyed people every game. You want to look at pass rushing talent? Look what Miles Garrett's doing this year. Right Dude's Miles winning Garrett, games at, for, by himself. Um. Freaking when Von Miller was was healthy on those Super Bowl teams. If you want to be like studs, you have to do it every game. We can't just come out, you know, look like everyone freaked out because how great the line played against the Eagles. Guess what? The Eagles didn't have a single starter playing in that game. Eagles are legit. And then, bad. yeah, they're getting better though. Yeah. Uh, they're. I mean, they would. I still don't know how we beat them. Um, my, my point is, is like, God, it's so annoying. My point this morning, with they were saying Jags. I was like, well, you know, Payne's all right. Like, Sweat's been, like, getting better every game. You know, I think I think Chase Young's our first real blue-chip player. Uh, Kerrigan's starting to look really old, which just breaks my heart. Uh, but we – I don't know what we're going to do in the draft, but we need to find – we need to find some dudes. No more of just, like, hey, look at Durant, Like, I know he's an Alabama guy, but, I mean, I'd rather settle. Might as well just start playing because, you know – if we're drafting someone – what did we draft, Payne, 13th overall? One was 13, one was 17. I can never remember which one's which. And we missed out on Derwin James. Like, we we have got to get playmakers on this team on defense. We need, like – we need a linebacker there's a stud. We, our safeties are god-awful. Apke got benched, and then it, Everett was just as bad. So, Apke came back in. Collins is getting burned down the sideline by Woods, um, which Bullock tweeted out the whole play, and he, like – is looking the wrong direction. Fuller passes him off like he's supposed to, but he's looking at completely the wrong direction and then Wood just runs right by him. Like, I'm tired of drafting all these guys that are good. You know, we need like. It's supposed to be changing. good. We, have, we need game changers, dude. We don't have any. None. I mean, Chisheng maybe, but he's been hurt. He's not there yet. He, he, no.
0: He flashes not a changer.
1: Period. I don't don't tell me McLaurin's a game changer because. I love Terry. I think he's one of the better receivers in the NFL. Teams can just take him away because we have nobody else. I mean, he had what two catches against Ramsey? Three catches, maybe.
0: McLaurin is not. I, I'm. I'm going to write something. I'm going to actually aiming for to get out this week, and I'm going to rank the top 20 receivers in the NFL this uh, in the NFL as of today. And spoiler, like I'm probably going. McLaurin's probably going to make the top 20, but. He's not in that super alpha male, I'm gonna get my yards no matter what you do against me type of group yet. He's not.
1: He's just not. I mean that that's just I hope the he truth. gets there, but I also don't think he's gonna get there if we have Logan Thomas playing tight end, Don Charleman uh playing you know wide receiver two, and then Isaiah Wright maybe in the slot. And whoever I mean, else the just, quarterback is. Yeah, it's just it's just oh, it's so true. I mean we might as well just put McKissick in the slot. We need something. Uh also I think Logan Thomas look. Logan Thomas has earned his mantle alongside Cherapki as one of the worst players in the league. <laughs> you
0: know, I, I would have um,
1: fought to defend Logan
0: Thomas' honor as a fellow Virginia Tech alum. Um, I can't. can't do it. I, I, I cannot disagree with your assessment. I can't.
1: One of the worst offenses in the world. And I don't even know, like, I think you sent me over the stats. It's uh we, we had minus six yards in the second half. We were two of thirteen on third downs. Um, we had more penalty yards than rushing yards. Think about that. Uh, more penalty yards than rushing yards. I, I made
0: this I made this point in the in our in our guide. I was saying that like we get excited about four yard gains when that's the most bread and butter concept in the game of offensive football. And like we consider that a winning situation when like that is a given that's supposed to be the most given part of football. And we act like that's an accomplishment. That is how low the bar is for this
1: team. I will say that, um, I'm trying to think if we even had a four-yard run. Maybe Gibson had like. I don't think we had one yesterday. I don't. Uh, I will say the only thing yesterday that kind of gave me a little bit of hope is actually Allen. Kyle Allen looked kind of good off script. Um, you know, he had that. I'm 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 searching here. You're you're
0: reaching, and I'll give you the reach. Uh,
1: I mean, the touchdown run was sweet. Let's just let's call it 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 was really it was a really good play. Um. And I even texted you, "Fuck you, Dwayne Super Bowl." Uh, although I said "fuck toy," not "fuck yep. you," which was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was excited by that. He's actually I, I don't. It might have been the play that he he definitely was concussed. I don't care what the Redskins tell us. Um, I don't know if it was that play or a different play, but he had a, one really sweet play where he pump faked and the guy jumped in the air and then he went around him. Uh, those little off-script things Dwayne just can't do. He just doesn't even think about doing. Uh, And then, oh, I know exactly what happened. He pumped fake, got out of there, and he threw it to Sprinkle, and Sprinkle dropped (laughs) dropped it because Sprinkle's on our team, and he's worse than local Thomas.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sprinkle, that drop was actually – so if you want to talk about, like, the dominoes of that, um, Sprinkle's drop led to the fourth and one where Ron Rivera punted and i consider it i consider it idiotic beyond belief for the people who are already starting to challenge Rivera's tenure here like you've got to be stupider than stupid est to start calling for Ron Rivera's head right now 5 games into a season but that that being said if you really really want to point to bad decisions made by Ron Rivera that fourth and one was borderline if not well over the borderline unacceptable. That was um ESPN or some stat based something or other has a has a stat about like level of cowardice and surrender level in terms of fourth downs. And like they said that was one of the third or it was like in the top three percentile of like most cowardly surrenders in the last 15 years. Like it was so bad. Not only for the fact it was around midfield, like it was like the 35-40 yard line on our side, but it was 13-7 at that point. And the Rams, of course, scored another touchdown on the ensuing drive, and then I think they scored again, and they basically the game was out of hand. That one, so Sprinkles' s- stupid fucking drop that led to these scenarios. Again, it was just like I said, ripples in the in the river, and uh, and, and yeah, God, Sprinkles' trash. I mean,
1: just hot nasty garbage. We had a guy. We had a guy yesterday. Was <laughs> I, don't, I don't know his first name, but of course, as soon as he caught it, I thought his name was Ernest Hemingway. Oh, American uh, Hemingway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from South Carolina State. Yep. Getting more burn in the NFL than Sprinkle. Oh, that was a kind of a cool play. But again, yeah. I, I think – The inside I little shovel Kyle type of – like yeah. yeah, he threw the ball two yards. I love – I do love like – So, I, I know we're kind of going all over the place right now. but oh, um The, the – I know – So, a lot of people are hating on Rivera. And I don't think he's above criticism. Like, the messaging has been a little off. Uh, you know, you mentioned the fourth and one. Um, I'm going to give Rivera an entire year pass uh, because this dude took over. I'm just defending Rivera right now for no apparent reason, uh, but I do want to get into Scott Turner, which is what made me think about it. Um, the this dude was hired to to come and coach. He's excited about the young talent. COVID hits. He can't he can't hang out with the team. Not one, but two Washington Post uh index, or like bombshell reports drop about uh you know the culture within within the walls of Ashron, which by the way dan Snyder if you're listening to this I haven't forgotten about the investigation uh, nor should anybody else uh that all happens and then this dude gets cancer and he's fucking coaching on game day going through chemo. So, like, people who are saying he's, like, all over the place, well, guess what? He probably is all over the place, and he's probably trying just to keep his life in order. And the fact that he's even trying to coach makes me want the players to play even harder because, like, this dude's sitting down in the middle of games. Like, you, he probably can't even think straight.
0: Um, he's literally dying. I mean, let's just call let – I'll call you using your phrase, calling a spade a spade, right? And I don't mean that in a morbid sense, but he is literally dying, and you're sitting here with the Landon Collins and the, and the, the Jeremy Sprinkles
1: of the, of the world with your thumb way up your ass. I love, I love those two together. They're playing about the same. Uh, but the reason I, reason I got into that a little bit is, i I'm going to give Rivera the entire year. Like, if we go 1-15 and he makes bonehead decisions, even though I'll criticize him at times, like, he gets a year pass from me however scott turner does not i have on this very podcast said i was actually, like things that sound exactly like this you know what honorable mention i thought scott turner called a pretty good game dude likewise I, and then he came out and was like oh you know like we're going to open the playbook now kyle knows it yada 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 and i understand our offensive line was just trash but like that was one of the worst called games ever like, if you know Wes Martin's going to get crushed, then leave a, leave a backer in there to chip him. Or uh, I guess it's hard to chip when he's playing inside. But, like, go to the pistol and put someone right there so Martin has help. Like, do something. Do something. That's what I was going to say. Come, you're paid
0: to do this. Do something. You, the only thing worse than leaving Wes Martin one-on-one and, with Aaron Donald was continuing to leave Wes Martin one-on-one yeah, with Aaron Donald got- over the course of the
1: game. God, it it was the worst. I need to find this stat for you. Uh, I'm gonna give a lot of shout out today. It's from Alex Kane, also a member of Booz Hogs. He sent me a he sent me a West Martin stat today, and I was like, Whoa. I was like, oh man, that's bad. Um, I think hold hold. If if I don't, oh here it is. Found it. Alex texted me, Martin ranks 67th out of 72 guards in the league before this week's game. <laughs> I it, think it's safe to say he's now 72 out of 72. I was going
0: to say, so entering the game, he was firmly in the bottom entering 10%. Entering
1: the game, yeah. And then he had a .2 rating. <laughs> Shouldn't even be on the list. It should be 71 out of 71. West Martin uh, not allowed to be on this list. I said this the other, uh, I can't remember in which one of our
0: episodes, but it's like, is there one if you could like you're planning the team for next year, right? Is there one offensive lineman you'd want to carry over next year uh, uh, from today's game? Let's just take Brandon Sheriff out of the yes, equation. As I was over. gonna say
1: I am I'm now I have done a 180 on Sheriff. I'm, I'm like fuck it, just pay him because um, the rest of our line's so trash. Uh, I think Rui is probably I mean Moses and Rui are the only two I would keep are you uh, sure but, yeah but like only because we have to like we got to do something i'm my i think today I, I was more in like put ruye at left guard until sheriff comes back and let ishmael or i don't know how, how you pronounce the name ishmael? It must be um play center like or you know put sadiq charles there who you know he keeps being inactive i don't we he's got to see gotta see get some
0: runs soon he's got to yeah.
1: get some runs soon we, there's you nothing to lose at this point you can't keep running out west martin you can't do it like if we're very serious about changing the culture if he's serious about quote winning then you can't have a guy that is that bad play every single week and it sucks too because up leading up to this i've been kind of like you know the lines have been getting better and better and then wow what a dumpster fight like, I know we're supposed to do three of three down now. There's no point. I know you sent me three up, but, like, there is no up.
0: There's no up. Right? I So, I mentioned just full disclosure, We you know, when we do our pre-pod planning and stuff like that, I said there's only three positives outside of some stuff of the quarterbacks. We'll talk about the quarterbacks get their own chapter. But, it's like, the only three nice things I can say about the game were – Fuller's interception before the first half ended. Uh, Montez Sweat had that sack in the forced fumble to cause the Rams to go three and out at the beginning of the second half. And perhaps the biggest highlight of the game is that Apke was benched for portions of it. That might've been the best part of the game, right? Like that was literally one of the highlights. The fact that Troy Apke did not play for approximately 35% of the game. That's a highlight for us, right? And then it's like three down. Sean Davis
1: Be good Lord.
0: Three down, you can't limit it to three down. I, I, I wrote this very eloquently. I said, our offensive line sucked, our tight end sucked, our linebackers sucked, our safety sucked, and our defensive line got worn out by the end of the game.
1: What else is there to say? Uh, um, that's actually wow. – are you looking at the outline? Because that's literally what you said. That was well done. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll give it up. You know why? Because it's Monday and we need some, we need some positivity. Kendall Fuller's looking pretty nice. Uh, he's got three picks in two games. Uh, wait, is it There's third game? Three picks in three games. So he's averaging a pick a game. And uh, that is almost halfway to the amount of interceptions that Josh Norman had in his entire career as a Redskin. Uh, So I'll give that shout out. Look, Fuller's good. Dude's a ball hawk. We knew that when he left. None of us. Also, dude, how crazy is it that Fuller was in the playing for the Redskins? Oh, I keep calling the Redskins. I need to get over this habit for the Washington football team. Meanwhile, Alex Smith's coming in to play quarterback for us.
0: (laughs) It's all full circle, man. You know
1: know Bruce Allen was sitting there sipping the cores like, "Ah, I knew it. Fucking burst. Um, So I'll give – and I think Sweat's getting better. But Sweat was also one of the reasons I thought the game was so bad because he chased down Cam Akers. The fact that he even caught Cam Akers on like a 40-yard run, I was still amazed. But you knew it was a bad game when the commentator's like, oh, Montez Sweat, like, in a game like this, look at the hustle and heart he's showing. That's what Rivera's teaching. Yep. I was like, fuck that off, That means dude. it's like, out of hand. I was like, dude, I'm so tired of, of hearing that. <laughs> um, the
0: fictional Troy Apke, why is this player on the field? Because he is a detriment to us in every way, shape, and form award informally goes to John Bostick this week. Mm. Ad, he was horrific. Horrific! This game. I mean, multiple plays. You alluded to the golf, scr- the golf touchdown run. He yeah, that was bad. Clean whiffed on one uh, on one play to Gerald. Uh, like you supposed supposed to. I uh, use that term very loosely. Covered Gerald Everett. Just bad play after bad play after bad play. I mean, he was god awful in this game. I mean, just those. It was one of those things where
1: like a, a fire hydrant would have done a better job than him. The the play against. The golf, like touchdown run that he got caught, I used obviously as an example of how bit poor he was. I also think it is an example of how brilliant McVeigh is as a coordinator. Uh, if you watch that play, Bostick's clearly caught between: do I go get the quarterback or do I stay here with the tight end who was also wide open? And he chose to stay with the tight end, and Golf really just walked right in. Now he should have just gone all in on Golf and, and hope he missed the throw, but. The bind he was put in, I was like, dang, I literally thought McVeigh, damn you. We're over here throwing backwards bubble screen balls to Don, uh, wide receiver bubble screens to Dontrell Edmond. You're doing you, this shit. You're doing this shit. <laughs> so um,
0: I have spared no um, angry words for Landon Collins, but I will actually take your sentiment about uh, McVay's brilliance for the touchdown, the long touchdown to Robert Woods, which I know Rivera came out and said today that it, that was on Landon Collins, but I think that's another play where McVeigh
1: pants. Yeah, us. but watch the, watch the slant receiver. He follows him.
0: Exactly. So what I was going to say was that uh, so it was Woods it was on the far, on the, on Her the near side of the slot, field, right? Not slant. Yeah, so he was on the, the near side of the field. Uh, Fuller had him one on one. Fuller passed him up. It was very clear cover two, very obvious. They dropped Collins in the box, but it was a very clear cover two look. You could see that. Any anybody who knows anything about football could see that. But what happened was, it was so to your point, there was a slot receiver. I don't know who it was, and the slot ran this drag across the field, like it's up the seam, and he runs this drag in between the two safeties, which basically puts Collins in no man's land. Collins instinctually is going to kind of come up to cheat to take away that guy running the drag between the two safeties when his correct. Reed is supposed to be the guy being passed off, going deep uh, that that Fuller passed off. So Fuller passed him off. The guy ran deep, and in a basic cover two, Collins is supposed to take that guy, but he started to, you know, like I said, she, uh, shade up on the the crosser, which is exactly designed to make to put that guy in no man's land, and. and you know, putting Landon Collins in coverage is already a disaster to begin with. And McVeigh clearly took advantage of that. So, again, it was just – it was such a well-designed game plan from someone who was just really fucking smart at football. And, you know, and, and our shit show of,
1: of a defense got victimized for it. Yeah, the – there's a – I don't know who it was. I think it was that Matt – something, something, Matt, Matt V on Twitter. Yep. Uh, took a screenshot. He was like, this is the exact moment Collins is toast. And you can see it's like right when uh, Woods runs by Fuller, but his hips are turned towards the uh, slot receiver. And you're like, you can even see it. You're like, oh, dude, you're so screwed. And Woods is freaking fast. And he just blows right by him. The other thing, what's great about that play, man, this is turning into just like breakdown Sean McVay's offense, is they ran that exact same play in the third quarter and I forget he hits, he hits the tight end um, for like a 40 yard gain. So they ran that, that play was ever, twice. That was yeah, ever. they ran that play twice for a touchdown and 40 yards. And like Ryan Clark even tweeted the, the play and was like, dude, I could have made this throw because it was so wide open. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and as um, you said, like there wasn't a defender within
1: X number of yards of him. No. Uh, so for all you listening, there is no up, although I just threw Kendall Fuller up. But other than that, there's there's, there's nothing else. No, and down's kind of hard to do because everything was down. Yeah,
0: like uh, it, so. it was just it was it was everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, we could talk about quarterbacks too. Um, I was, you know, Ron came out today and was like, "We saw what we needed to out of Kyle Allen." I was like, "I don't I don't know what game you're watching," <laughs> uh, but I guess I mean he's definitely a lot better than. I felt bad for Alex Smith. Like he hasn't played football in two years, and all of a sudden he's just getting you know, Aaron Donald's jumping on his back. He, his second play came in and he started scrambling up in the pocket and he threw to somebody and he missed him just barely. Uh, I think it was McLaurin. But when he stepped up in the pocket and started moving forward, I literally screamed no at the top of my lungs because I couldn't watch it. I was like – I think that's another reason why I had to flush the game for my system because I was like literally for two and a half quarters cringing thinking we're going to watch someone die on a football field. Uh, in the first quarter and a half, I was trying to hype myself up for a guy from Texas AM who's a walk on who, you know, transferred, wasn't drafted, and I'm, I'm sitting here yelling Super Bowl. Like, our quarterback situation. <laughs> We've had I, I, a lot of bad ones. We've had a lot of bad ones. I can't name a worse quarterback situation than we have right now.
0: Do you, I, 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 I'd rather I, have
1: Keenum. I'd rather have Keenum with Haskins like. Holden and Coleman I'd rather have Keenan and Colt McCoy than both these guys.
0: Would you rather have, and I think I know the answer to this, uh the
1: Rex Grossman uh oh, John Rex, Beck all the way. John Beck duo. Well, so I, I'm still trying to have myself from the Kyle Allen train. Uh like maybe the air raid the Kyle Allen air raid offense comes out of nowhere, who knows? But man, you give me I'd take Rex Grossman right now.
0: At least sexy Rex could throw the ball down the
1: field. Give give him a uh, give him a freaking italian sub let him run out there glistening with the belly and just chuck it <laughs> fucking rex the uh john Mitch mentioned rex grossman on his podcast the other day and he was like yeah and he kind is just so pg and like such an old man dad and he was like yeah you know and then you had rex who just said f it i'm gonna throw a deep i was like just just say fuck it just, just say fuck it <laughs>
0: You know Rex was trying to use like you know he's like instead of the LD, looking my LB long
1: ball to some you yeah know,
0: some broad in the stadium. Got it.
1: Um, but I think this might be the worst quarterback situation we've ever had, and dude, that is that's saying a lot. Um, you know maybe Kyle Allen, we can turn him into kind of like a Kirk Cousins esque quarterback. Well, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, um, but obviously that's the only hope. I'm probably the only person right now watching baseball over football, by the way. I'm watching the Chargers from the Saints game right now. I can't watch Herbert. It just breaks my heart. No, there's another awesome rookie quarterback out there who's balling.
0: <laughs> I, I can't remember if I said this on camera or not, but Justin Herbert looks like Aaron Rodgers compared to Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins. Like, Justin he's, Herbert he's, le- legit looks like Aaron Rodgers. He's already had two.
1: two this is his third, second start, third start.
0: Third second third start,
1: third game. Uh, he already has two, two halves for quarterback, start. quarterback ratings over 140. He, if I read people Correct. are hyping up Dwayne Haskins for getting 80. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Um, I'm going to use that segue for Haskins. I don't know really why we need to talk about Haskins. I mean, we were just, just going to hash everything else that, you know, that was terrible about Sunday. A um, couple of things. Um, I smell horse shit in terms of the stomach virus. I'm sorry, you cannot sell me that. That um, I just, I just don't buy it. That was a stay home, um, and uh, and I, I'm I'm standing, I'm dying on that hill. And um, there was the Jason Locke and Forer report that came out on Sunday morning that they a lot of teams are kicking tires and or doing some internal homework in the expectation that Haskins could be traded by the October 31st trade deadline um, or some day thereof in that general vicinity. I mean, what else is there? I'd love to say. Now I will say Lock and Fora has is notorious for having an ax to grind with the Washington team. And he also has happens to be wrong quite a bit when it comes to the Washington team. For instance, if Jason Lock and Forrest would be believed, Josh Rosen would have been our quarterback in 2018 or 19. So, um, or coming out of the 2019 oh, draft. Um, I know he wasn't in the draft, but like through a draft day deal. Um, so, you know, take it with, for, with, for what it's worth. But I, I just, I don't buy the stomach virus. And, um, the whole Haskins unfollowed Washington on social media thing. I mean, it's just like, you know. He unfollowed everybody, not just the team, like everyone on the team. I didn't even see that part. I'm not surprised. I'm really not. Um, They need to stop selling this narrative that like, this is a demotion to motivate him to be this long-term starter. Like as the saying goes, that train has sailed and we need to stop talking about this. Like that's done. I think that, that, that the chapter is closed. Um, I didn't read the story, but J.P. Finley was talking about something about reading, uh, talking to Ron Rivera today. And he's like, Ron Rivera effectively said, we've seen what we need to see. I, I just, I don't understand what else is left to say about, like, there's a ch- potential chance to resurrect Haskins' career here. Like, I just, it, it's not going to happen. Stop trying to make Fetch happen.
1: I also agree that, There's actually my wife who pointed out to me when they were like, oh, Haskins is sick. And she, my wife was like, wait, didn't, like, he just get benched? and like told he was inactive. I was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, he's, there's no way he's sick. And my favorite part about it is when they, when I said he was sick, they're like, Oh yeah, he's been thrown up for a couple days. That's more than sick. That's like flu. And to Rivera today was like, uh, he's like, yeah, Haskins had a great day at practice on Friday. I was like, okay, so definitely sick. Um, yeah. I don't buy it either. And I know I know. JLC has come out and, to your point, said, like, teams are kicking tires. and Look, it's the NFL. Everyone's always going to kick tires over a quarterback is drafting the first round that has his arm talent. And he's still only 23, so I bet you we could find a trade partner if we really wanted to. But Kime has also said that nobody's calling us. And I trust Kime more than I trust Rock uh, Fora. So – if we're going to trade him, I think it's going to have to be something that uh, we we like really push for, and I think Rivera would really just want him off the team at that point. But it's it's amazing to to those who are defending Haskins. And look, I defended Haskins all last year. I, you know, after watching this game, still wish he was getting all sixteen starts. But if this is your third different coaching staff to call in your work ethic as a, as a problem. You got a problem. Gurdon said he couldn't learn the playbook. Callahan said multiple times. Yeah, we had to have a, you know, he came into my office. We had to talk about his work ethic, get him in here early. Alex Smith, who we all thought was never going to play again was still beating him into the, you know, facility to work out, to, uh, to be in the playbook, etc. And now you have Rivera who is saying, uh, you know, I've seen enough, and people are like, well, he's only played four games, and Rivera's answer is, he's been our starting quarterback now for three months. I don't need to see anymore." more. That's me just says the guy just doesn't care. Uh, and <clears throat> I don't think we need to – he's either going to get traded or he's going to get cut in the offseason. It's one of the two. He's Everyone done as a Redskin. There
0: were whispers before the draft. I distinctly remember them. Even before they started connecting Dwayne Haskins to Washington, like there were whispers in like the February, March lead up to the draft where, you know, there was some questions about whether Haskins has people who were inflating his own sense of self-worth. There was a little bit of questions about whether Dwayne Haskins' dad was akin to RG3's dad or other super parents in the equation who are like going to say that, you know, their child is, amazing and everything the team is doing wrong is everything the team is doing is wrong and everything their kid is doing is correct um there were signs of that obviously never percolated in Washington but that story never really went away and, and remained in the back of my mind especially as these questions continued to creep up about Haskins work ethic and his commitment or like just the general immaturity and I think immaturity is really the central point here I always remain of two minds with Haskins because again it's like I think he's like 23 and a half or something just in that very he's general so young. general time frame. And I'm like, God, I was a fucking moron at 23 and a half. Right. And like to put this level of expectation on him, you know, it's, and to expect him to be the seasoned professional that Alex Smith is in so many different ways is so difficult, but at the same time, and that's why they're paying you the big dollars. And like you have the money and the resources to have yourself surrounded by all, you know, all sorts of people who can kind of guide you in the right direction. And like this you know, I feel like if the story is true about Haskins talking about his 300 plus yards after the Ravens game, I mean, I think that is the nail in the coffin. Like, you, the, it's so insanely tone deaf um, that there's no, there's, it's very, it's very difficult to come back from that. But, and then leave it to Grant Paulson to be leaving some, dropping some bombs in the background about more people questioning his work ethic. So, shout
1: out to the, the, the 23 media. year old thing and people saying, oh, he's so young and. You know, immature and all this fun stuff. I have three things for this. I just looked them up. One, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're a starting quarterback in the NFL. It comes in the territory. There's only 32 of them. Um, you started for a year at Ohio State. You're coddled by the owner. Deal with it. If if you know, that's just it's just the nature of the business, right? Uh, it's the NFL. It stands not for long. If you're not good, you're going to get cut. Doesn't matter if you're 23, doesn't matter if you're 40. Uh, two, for everyone saying how he's immature in his workout that keeps being called into question, like go look at Patrick Mahomes. You know what Patrick Mahomes says every time he's on the camera? Like literally every time. I learned so much from Alex Smith. What has Dwayne done with Alex Smith? Probably nothing. So, for all you who tell me he's immature, et cetera, he's learning from a guy that literally taught the best quarterback in the league. And everything I've read, heard in the world about Alex Smith is just how great of a person he was, especially because he also mentored Kaepernick. And we're not, I'm not getting into that whole thing, but like point is, he had probably the best mentor possible, didn't use it. Number three, Justin Herbert's 22 years old. Yeah, that's the one that's hard Fuck to Fuck off shape. with you. Fuck off with your 23. Like, guard, look, dude, Gardner
0: Minshew, Kyler Murray, like, all those guys that come out of the last two drafts. Like, you're running Joe Burrow. Like, come on, man. Like, it's just really hard. Joe Burrow is Joe cool. I hate, sorry, the terrible pun, right? But, like, he's just so composed. He's so, like, you know, he's got... He's
1: 23.
0: So, right? So, it's like, and you've got all of these quarterbacks, and then you've got fucking Haskins doing what he's doing at the moment. Um,
1: agree. Just, the age it's, thing. The age 90, thing just frustrates me because is 23.
0: I think Mahomes is one of those freaks of nature in terms of like the, the confluence of circumstances to get Mahomes into the situation, situation. he is. Not only that, let's even take away, like I've said in many, many cases, like what Andy Reid has done for Patrick Mahomes career is just, it does not get mentioned enough. And it's so incredible. Um, the Alex Smith situation sitting for a year. I've always been a proponent for a quarterback actually sitting for a year, but that's neither here nor there, but most importantly, growing up with a dad who played professional baseball and growing up in the locker room and understanding that level of work ethic and not being a silver spoon child as a result of that, actually kind of mirroring that work ethic or commitment or things like that. I think, like I said, with Mahomes, there's just such an incredible confluence of things that got to, that came together for him to be this insane quarterback and mark my words. He is absolutely fucking phenomenal as a quarterback. Like he's just, there's, you can, all the accolades in the world are still not enough for the way he plays the position. Um, and just Haskins is, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I guess my point is just like but two of the better quarterbacks both just heap praise on Alex Smith. As they should. It's not
0: to take anything away from Alex Smith. Alex Smith from all accounts is that genuine of a human being.
1: And we got a guy who's hyping up 300 yards when we're still losing by two touchdowns and our coach is going through chemo. Right. Also, there's a lot of buzz that Zach Wilson is going to be on our radar. If we draft a quarterback from BYU, I'll lose my mind. Sorry, totally off topic. I just read an article that said Zach Zach Wilson, the Redskins. I was like, no.
0: So I um because I was watching Red Zone on Sunday. I watched obviously like a lot of it. Um, I watched a large portion of the Giants and Cowboys game when Red Zone flipped there. Saw the unfortunate incident that happened to Dak Prescott. Um. Like, oh I feel so bad for Dak I hate the Cowboys more than life can expl—more than words can possibly explain and you still don't want to see something happen like that to Dak Prescott like that's just messed up regardless of how much I hate the franchise as a whole um, Dane D- Daisy Dukes look better than Dwayne Haskins ever has and I hate him I hate his guts right I, they... I, I never want to say anything nice about that Duke fucker right but like he looks so much better than Haskins and it kills me to say that man right? Danny Dumpster Fire is better than Dwayne Haskins. And I i said it, and, and I hate myself. Dude, they're 0-5. Yeah. And they're, and they're favored they're by three and a half. Games. Three and a half. That, that tells you everything you need to know about this organization, man. That the 0-5 New York Giants, who could be one of the two worst franchises in the NFL in terms of football next to the New York Jets, um, I'm not 100% sure that we would beat the New York Jets.
1: I'm not. I, well, I can't. We should play them just so we can get Trevor Lawrence.
0: You know what? Um, actually, so this is a shout out to my friends because we had to a semi heated debate about the whole tank for Trevor thing and stuff like that. I'm gonna go ahead and call me a couple on that one. I'm, I, I was wrong. I, I think it is now. It is time we have gotten there to
1: that. It, that we should be talking. I still about don't think. I still don't think we're there just because our next six games are a joke and I feel like we're gonna win two of them. But who are we beating? Like the Cowboys are not. I don't know. Be... I don't. I. I. Don't know. I just think we're going to stumble into two wins. So we,
0: you and I both kind of the Giants, banked on the idea that this team is going to transcend its level in its poor level of talent because of, you know, Ron Rivera's coaching and stuff like that. What in the last five games outside of what we saw from the Philadelphia game is going leads you any evidence of that happening? And I'm not challenging you. I'm just asking the question rhetorically, Zero. right? Like the Lions are bad, but they're like, they're, they're snatching defeat from the jaws of victory bad right? Like they were close and then they just decided to kick themselves in the gonads. The Bengals are frisky. They've got more talent than we do. I'm just going to say it right now. And then the Giants, I told you, they have Ooh, a better they looked, quarterback. They looked than, bad against the Ravens, though. Everybody looks bad against the Ravens, man. I mean, the Ravens are fucking phenomenal. Not doing Haskins. <laughs> Garbage time. <laughs> the, Look, here's, our, our here's all you need to know about one our team. From the
1: Giants. In the last... We'll call it three and a half seasons. The Giants are twelve and forty-one. It's the worst record in football.
0: And like ten of those wins are against us.
1: <laughs> Probably, but they're still three and a half point favorites. And I tweeted from the Halo District account, like, "File, wow, it's just embarrassing." And my least favorite person on Twitter, who might be, might be a Haskins burner account, uh, tweeted by tweeted back, like, "How is this embarrassing? They beat us twice last year." And I was like, "Who who gives a shit? Yeah. It's still embarrassing." Right. Like I don't like. We wouldn't be favored against the Jets. That's embarrassing. That guy might embarrassing be like is a embarrassing. A Haskins burner account. that I'm thinking about it, I think it is because I, I started talking DMing with this other guy. He I, he was getting into a, a thing back and forth, and I was like, dude, you gotta stop because this guy's not gonna leave you
0: Yeah,
1: he's a, it's a burner account. I'm convinced that or it's Daniel Snyder, or Snyder's kid, even worse
0: regardless um
1: yeah the moral of the story is
0: we're fucking terrible and uh there's just no if, ands or buts about it um as another yet another exercise in masochism we'll continue to watch the season and hope for i don't know if i'm hoping for wins i like i don't I, again i'm going back to the tank for tank for whoever quarterback i whether if it's trevor lawrence great it's trevor lawrence um, i don't want another ohio state quarterback although i do like justin fields and i think he's gets overshadowed a little bit by trevor lawrence um i don't want trey lance i've already i'm on the record for that and i will continue to bang that drum that's not my guy Trey lance
1: third overall pick let's do it
0: uh yeah i'm I'm a hard pass on that one um i'm going to do every every football team's favorite refrain oh we should trade back because like you know the trade back options are so plentiful that never ceases to amaze me um Go back and look at the history of the NFL draft and tell me how many picks are traded in the top 10. And then tell me about how all these options are available to trade back, morons. Um,
1: Oh yeah, you were fired up on Twitter about this. It's just, it's insane. They're like, every- You can tell tell the difference in who tweets. (laughs) I can, because I'm
0: usually just trashing all the rest of our fans. And I'm like, moron, 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 moron. And you're just usually going back and forth with the road chasers of the world, so.
1: Oh, I hate that guy. I stopped responding to him. You should. He didn't pick up on my sarc. He's, he didn't pick up on my sarcasm the other day. I said, yeah. "Please tell us more," very yeah. sarcastically, and then he and he did. proceeded to tweet fifteen times. Uh, all right, I, I have to run to dinner, but I'm going well. to I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that I'm not gonna pick four and one on the season. Should I uh, should be five zero because I talked us into picking the damn Cardinals. Uh, giants will beat us. <laughs> I'm picking the Giants to win,
0: I'm and I'm going to hate myself. Like I said, I hate the Cowboys with, with every fiber of my being, but it's really, 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 really close second for the New York Giants as well. Uh, thank you for listening. For everyone who's got me this far, subscribe to us on the usual channels. I'm going to go ahead and let Pat go so he can go actually have some, spend some time with his wife.
1: But One last then, over. One oh, last do it. Thing. Do it. Do it. Do it. Over under one and a half catches. Logan, Thomas us. Over, because the Giants' back,
0: back seven is pretty terrible too on defense.
1: I'm taking zero.
0: I can't fight you. I can't. I, I got nothing. Ernest, Hem- Ernest Hemingway is going to have more catches than Logan
1: Thomas. Ernest
0: Hemingway. That's our tight end. <laughs>
1: That's all I got.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hail for the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.